0: Barbecue here at the prison. <laughs> Let's see if I can wait in the shade here. It is hot. This is the Canines for Camo podcast, episode 19. I'm Lisa Hamblin. Hi, Nico. Did you tell him it was a big day? Yeah, I did actually. <laughs> He's really excited. Come stand in the I shade think, with I me. I he recognizes where he's at. I'm not really sure. Yeah? Yeah, so... How are you feeling today? Good. You feel good? Yeah, yeah. Are you excited? I'm so excited. Yeah, I yeah. know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I,
1: I wrote him a letter. Am I not to give it to him?
0: I will find out. Okay. We'll ask that question. All right. I drove the two and a half hours to Jefferson City to meet up with Dan Holman. He's the veteran you met in episode 14, Dan has suffered with PTSD for over 20 years, and his service dog, Nico, wakes him from terrifying nightmares before they get too overwhelming. Dan is actually sleeping properly for the first time in decades. Uh, Jennifer Jennifer Levy, Levy, yes. Dan and I came to Jefferson City Correctional Center to meet the other very important man in Nico's life. What's your name Lisa. Lisa. Okay. Well, Always. Okay. Thank you.
1: All right. She's gonna come up here in a second.
0: Perfect. Okay. Michael Boston is serving a life sentence, but he's learned a way to make those years meaningful. He's one of the dog trainers at the prison, and he gave Nico all the skills he now has to create a peaceful life for Dan. Jennifer Leiby is in charge of Puppies for Parole here at the prison. She made today's meeting possible. She leads us to a room where Michael Boston and Dan will meet. Which way, Jen? We only had to wait about 30 seconds. Oh,
1: Michael Boston. Michael, how do you do about right, Dan Holden? Nice to meet you. How are you? Good. You know this guy.
0: I do. Yeah. I'm so excited to get
1: to see. Maybe cry. (laughs) Thank you so much for doing
0: this. Anytime you want to sing, just let me know. Recording sound for this episode proved a bit challenging. Prisons, as it turns out, are loud, and occasionally. Our interview audio got overtaken, but I think you'll get the gist of today's meeting. It's something both men have eagerly anticipated.
1: Try and place them with a veteran. That's why I was glad whenever uh, I heard that you know, Nico had been placed. See, normally we just hear bits and pieces. We, we hear second party, third hand of where our dogs are at. I didn't want that to be that way. Right, and that's why I want to tell you, uh, <laughs> this why where I start crying. You're the reason why I'm still training service dogs. And you're the reason why I have a life. So remember that, and I know. And and I'll explain that why. Uh, Cause that's emotionally draining. You know, we put myself and a, and a group of men doing the same thing. I, I'm just one of a group. I, I'm not unique. There there are several of us that really put our hearts and our souls into these dogs. And and there are times where even the puppy for parole side, you know, you get your cup gets empty because you really don't get much feedback. We, we like to come up in our heads with ideas of where our dogs are at and what they're doing, and we have imaginary things, but just it's not, it's not really feasible to always know where the dogs are going and what's right. happening.
0: Right. Canines for camo dogs are chosen at local shelters or rescues. They're brought to the Jefferson City Correctional Center where they're placed with one of the inmate trainers. Mike Boston says Nico was the most amazing service dog that almost wasn't one Uh,
1: as they dropped him off the only instructions or only information they had on him was that he was scared to death of thunderstorms and Mm. he didn't have a name now with that being said i was like okay well uh, we got a name on first and foremost and one of my fellow handlers got to looking and on his tag i said nico okay there's first problem solved. we're Mm -hmm. just gonna go with what he knows if he knows yeah and second part thunderstorms yeah i had to get to the root of it I had to address the behavior. So was it the, the noise of the thunderstorm? Was it the water itself? Was it the wind? I had to dissect it and figure out what was really going on with And fortunately for us, we had a thunderstorm for like the next three days. So I was able to go out there, put on some flip-flops, a tank top, and, and take them off the of bathroom breaks and work them in mm-hmm. that area to find out what it was. And once I was able to address the behaviors and get them past that, Training, training just came natural to him, and uh, so I'm. I found out later on that, it, that had they known that this dog was afraid of those things, they wouldn't have brought him in. So because it was so quick, so done so rapidly, you know, found, discussed, brought in, they didn't have a chance to not bring him in. That's why I say he's the most amazing service dog that that almost wasn't.
0: And Nico looks a little different.
1: Man, he was so much shaggier then, too. Do you get him groomed or? Every other week he goes to spa day. Okay, I figure yeah. so. Cause he, he was so much shaggier. He had just like really long hair on his legs. Yeah. No, you saw it. That's why I said he looks slim.
0: Mike is an imposing guy. He's six foot seven. But with the dog, he becomes just another guy who can't resist their love. Within our first minutes together, he's down on the floor so he can hug Nico. A dog who clearly remembers the man who spent months training him.
1: We're human. We question, am I really making a difference? And is what I'm doing real? You know, it's even though we know it is, we get feedback from it. We don't have anything tangible. And, uh... Excuse me. Let's come with your podcast. You heard my podcast. Right, I heard your podcast. And in that moment, I was was validated. I I was solidified. It instantly filled my cup back up to where I knew, if nothing else, if none of my other dogs ever did anything, I knew that there was somebody out there whose life became better because of something I did.
0: And that benefit is still being shared. Mike created a DVD to give to Dan, that shows all the commands he instilled in Nico. And we took advantage of today's meeting to see what Nico remembered.
1: Do you remember this?
0: Nico, get your vest. Get your vest.
1: Yes, bring me your best. come on. Good boy! It's a good boy, you remember all this? Awesome. Remember all this?
0: All right, well, let's try one more. I could see Dan was soaking it all up. How's this all sitting with you to hear all this? I'm okay. To i honest with you. I mean, how do you meet somebody that changed your life? And for Mike, his emotions were clearly right on the surface.
1: Life can go crazy in here. Things can go sideways. And just simply having a dog with you makes you make the right choice. I look at yeah. him. He's at my feet. Yeah. But he's your dog. It's all right. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Because he knows I need him right now. That's right. Never will you find a more concentrated group of sensitive and emotionally fragile men is in prison.
0: Mike had a lot he wanted to share as we spoke.
1: We are probably the most misunderstood entities on the planet, men incarcerated, women incarcerated, because many of us made mistakes. We have guys in our dog program that have been locked up since they were kids. And here, 40 years later, they're still locked up. Um, you know, we're, we're not Who we were we're we're not a sum of our mistakes and that's why with you know a lot of us we can never take back what we did we regret every day what we did we go to bed every night thinking about what we did but we have to find a way to move on we have to find a way to make things better
0: dan also had a lot he wanted to share but wasn't sure he'd remember it all so he wrote a letter to mike Dan asked him to read it out loud.
1: Hello Michael, my name is Danny Holman and I am a veteran that has NICO. I'm writing you this letter because I wanted to tell you what an amazing gift you helped me to receive through Canines for Camo. Here's a little bit about my life. I'm married and have three wonderful kids that are grown. I have 11 grandsons and one granddaughter and of course my gorgeous wife, Julie. I served in the army for 20 years as a combat infantry soldier, airborne ranger, drill sergeant and recruiter. I retired from the army in 2001. I was broken in many ways. I had trouble adjusting to civilian life for quite a while. I spent the next 20 years being a dad, husband, and grandpa. I was not sleeping, and the nightmares were real and graphic. When I had a bad dream in the middle of the night, I would fight and get cold sweats. It was also very real, and I began to dread going to bed knowing what was to come. Whenever I had a nightmare, I would get out of bed and lay on the floor, no covers or pillow, and my little Aussie shepherd would lay down and I could hear her heartbeat, which put me to sleep again, ready for the next round. She did the best that she could, but was not trained for what I needed. I was in counseling and my VA counselor said to me, you need a service dog to help with your PTSD. Also, my mobility is not great either. I would stumble and have a hard time getting up off the floor. I applied to K9 for Camel to get a dog and once approved, I then waited for almost a year. One day I got a call from John Lopez. He said, Banny, I have a dog I think will work out for you. Give him a week and see what you think. I went to Lowe's and then came Nico with the trainer. He moped along and started to wag his tail as he got closer to me. I was sitting down and he came right up to me and put his head in my lap. The tears were running down my face. I felt an instant connection him in right away. The week has never ended. Nico fit right in with everything that I needed for him and for more. He is part of my family. I don't think you realize what a blessing you are to me. You assisted in giving me my life back. I can now go to places and not worry about army stuff. I still have nightmares, but they're a lot less frequent. And when I do, Nico wakes me up and distracts me and lets me know that he loves me. Michael, I can never repay you for training Nico so he could be placed in my life and become part of my family. If there are guardian angels, you are one. God placed you in my life without ever meeting you in the form of training the gift of Nico. Please continue to train dogs for canines for camo. In doing this, you're saving lives and making a difference. You know you're good at it. Nico is perfect, and part of the reason is the training he received from you. Thank you, my brother, Dan Holman. Isn't that amazing how that ties right into a, whenever I said, you're the reason why I am, and you were asking me during this you. letter. That's a God thing. That's a God thing.
0: We're telling a good story.
1: And, and that's, yeah, we are. We're telling
0: a real story. Yeah. That's that episode will leave listeners with a true understanding of just how much impact Canines for Camo is having. Here we have a man who made a huge mistake, one that cost him his freedom, another man who fought for our freedom but had been in his own kind of prison with the damaging effects of that service, and a dog, one that was languishing in a shelter with little hope of a fulfilling life each brought together to save the others. Three lives made more meaningful. If this seems valuable to you, if it seems worthwhile in your view of a successful society, please consider donating to Canines for Camo. Be part of this incredible story. To donate, go to caninesforcamo.org or find us on Facebook You can also sponsor this podcast. Find me on Facebook for that information. Until next time, I'm Lisa Hamblin.